are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the always charismatic and wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked on Dimeback Symbol Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, on today's show, we got JT Shorter back on the pod to wrap up the end-of-season MLB Awards show. We are discussing the Cy Young. We are discussing the MVP as well. So we are wrapping up the end-of-season award show. So you're going to want to stay right there. But before we get to award show, I must say, Thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen to every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Remember, this podcast is not available without you. And it's also not possible without Spotify Greenroom because this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this weekend to get in on the action. Now, before we get to the end of season MLB Award show with JT Shorter, I first want to talk about the wild card games and playoff baseball in general because... I am just loving playoff baseball right now. It's not just because the games are fun to watch, but because I also have people to talk about the games with for once. For once, people in my life are actually watching playoff baseball. Yes, I had baseball fans or excuse me, baseball friends who were fans of baseball, but these are people who really aren't baseball fans. Maybe they're casual fans. Maybe they're just watching it because there's nothing else on the TV when they're scrolling through the channels. Whatever the reason is, I don't really care. I'm just happy that for once in my life, I'm able to talk baseball with people who aren't just the diehards, but people who just like sports in general and drama. And that's been really fun. Usually baseball gets crapped on by the public. The public perception of baseball is that it's boring. It's too slow. Where's the energy? And I felt like that a lot of times during the regular season. And part of that is because I'm covering the Diamondbacks. I'm watching a lot of Diamondbacks games where they're just getting absolutely shelled in these games. But turning on the postseason, you guys know I love the Red Sox. I love the D-backs, of course, but I also love the Red Sox. That's my American League team. And to turn on that Red Sox-Yankees game, it was so much fun to watch. I can feel the energy coming through my TV. I can feel the crowd noise, just the overall drama within the stadium, the tension within the stadium, within Fenway. I could feel it coming through my TV. You usually can't feel that with a normal, regular season baseball game, but postseason baseball, just a different level. A different animal and the numbers back up that more people are watching the wild card games more than ever i believe over 7.8 million people watch the al wild card game between the red sox and yankees that is the most watched wild card game since the 1990s since 98 the most watched wild card game ever has set a record for both leagues 7.8 million people watch that red sox yankees wild card game 
the Dodgers Cardinals game didn't do quite as crazy as the Red Sox Yankees did, but they still had more viewership than any wildcard matchup in 2019. So more people were in on these two wildcard games. One was the fact that it's the greatest rivalry in all sports, Yankees, Red Sox. The other was the fact that it just might be Dodgers, Cardinals, two really historic franchises. But whatever the reason is, more people are watching baseball. More people are getting into the sport. And that's what baseball needs. Baseball needs more exposure. It's good for them when they are playing these big games with these big rivals. They need the big market franchises in these games. I'm not saying we shouldn't have small market franchises and postseason games. That's not what I'm saying at all. But having big market franchises does help postseason ratings. And so I think it does help. They had four Big market franchises in those four, in the two wildcard games, four spots, of course. So I'm very happy to see that the ratings went up during the wildcard round. Baseball feels like it's been a dying sport the last few years. If you've already been a baseball fan, then you probably weren't going anywhere the last few years with the rise of strikeouts and walks and home runs. You probably weren't going anywhere. But those casual fans, those fans that were just watching it because they might have had another significant other watching it because their family watches it, whatever reason, but they weren't really tied to it. They didn't have a strong rooting interest in the team they were watching. Those fans are probably gone. But now, you look at the postseason, you see all the young wave of talent coming in. Shohei Otani, Vlad Guerrero Jr., you got the Yankees as not a super team anymore. I think that helps the sport. It's good that the Yankees are in the postseason, but it's also good that the Yankees aren't a superpower just buying talent like they used to. The Dodgers have all the talent in the world, and it only got them one World Series during a time where no one was even allowed to come into the stadium and watch their game. So I do think the Dodgers championship is a little fluky. But overall, we see the influx of young talent. These postseason games are dramatic. We had the walk-off win, Dodgers versus Cardinals. I'm loving postseason baseball right now. I'm loving that I'm able to talk to people that are not nerds about baseball, about the games. I'm just loving what the sport is doing. It's not even like Rob Manfred is doing anything. It's really the players carrying the league because the league has not done a great job of helping grow their own brand. Now, let's get into that conversation with JT Shorter about the end of season MLB award show. JT, we're at the meat of meat and potatoes, meat of potatoes, meat and potatoes of the MLB end of season award show. Awards. Hope you guys are popping bottles at home of champagne, champagne poppy, champagne mommy. Hope you guys are going crazy at home. JT Shorter, who are your Cy Youngs for the 2021 season? So in the AL, got to go with the guy Robbie Ray. I don't mm. know what it was, but mm. he really stood out this season. Got him an, a Cy Young. Now, it might be his only one of his career. He may struggle next year, but that happens um, we've seen plenty of pitchers do it one year and then completely disappear from the league. Um, which I think who was the guy from the Astros who just never played? He played and he won the Cy Young and then it disappeared. But um, besides the point, so Robbie Ray in the AL with the Blue Jays, and then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a limb and say Corbin, Bur- Corbin Burns for the Blue okay. the Brewers for the NL. I know it was a tight race. Um, but I don't know. That's 234 strikeouts, a 2.43 ERA, and 11 wins. Now, I know it's not 20 wins, but 11 is still a good amount. You won the division. I think we're going to have to go with Burns. It's going to be a tight race, but I, Burns is my guy. 
I care about your team winning when I look at the MVP, but for Cy Young, I literally don't care about how many wins you have because I saw Rick Porcello win a Cy Young literally just because he led the American League in wins and he was not even the best pitcher on his own rotation. So uh, I literally don't care about wins when determining the Cy Young Award. I agree with your American League take. Robbie Ray, I mean... Three weeks ago, I think you would have said Garrett Cole, but Robbie Ray just kept chugging along, kept dominating games while Garrett Cole was doing the exact opposite. It pains me. It absolutely pains me to see Robbie Ray potentially win a Cy Young because this was someone who I refused to watch when he pitched games for the D-backs last season because he was that bad. He walked that many guys, gave up that many home runs. He would go five innings, five earned runs, five walks and have eight strikeouts and the D-backs would lose all his starts. And now all of a sudden he's going to win a Cy Young. Get the hell out of here. But for the National League, my Cy Young, this was a tough one. Like you said, there's like seven dudes you could give the Cy Young to and make a legitimate case. But I'm giving it to Walker Bueller. Of course, this is the Lockdown Dimebacks pod. I don't want to have to give it to a Dodger, but he had like 200 innings pitch. He's going to finish top three, top four in ERA. He's going to be one of the league leaders in strikeouts. I mean, Walker Bueller had a phenomenal season. I think he led the National League in quality starts, too, with 27. So 27 of his 33 starts was quality, over 200 strikeouts, over 200 innings pitch, 0.968 whip. I think I'm going to have to give it to Walker Bueller. But this was extremely close because I had Max Scherzer on my short list. I, I really debated between those two. And then the other two that I really debated – I had Corbin Burns and Zach Wheeler tied for third on my list. Wheeler was on the worst team. He pitched more innings. He had more strikeouts. So basically I said Wheeler and Corbin Burns had the same season. Wheeler just had like three more starts than Corbin Burns. But I think from a game to game, they're giving you the same production. So I had those two tied for third. But National League was impossible. I I don't know who's going to win it, honestly. Like I think Bueller, Scherzer, Burns. Uh, Woodruff, I mean, Wheeler. There's like nine guys you can name. Peralta, you can name the whole Brewers starting rotation as a potential Cy Young candidate. So I think it's really going to be a tough race this season. JT, any last thoughts on Cy Young? Also had, forgot to say for the American League, I had Garrett Cole as my runner-up and Lance Lynn finishing third in my Cy Young voting. No, I think it's going to be a tight race in the, the NL Cy Young voting. If you're if you're a gambler, I don't know if you even want to put money on a on a Cy Young pick. There, it's it's so close. Um, it's going to come down to I guess the voting and maybe just who ends up winning. I don't I don't know. The MLB can be weird on how they vote sometimes. So um, we'll see what happens. But that's definitely going to be one of the better races, um, similar to that NL MVP race that we'll be talking about shortly. We'll wrap up the award show talking the MVP. But first, did you know Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate. There's so many flavors, too many for me to even name. The reason why I love Bilt Bar is because it's healthy. I'm a health conscious guy. I'm trying to work out every day, but I also have a sweet tooth. But it's okay because Bilt Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar. That's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. Just go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
We're back and better than ever, and all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. Not surely, JT. We're talking about it right now. So give the people what they want. No more suspense. Suspense. I'm going with okay, Iguodala. So. Just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm going with Andre Iguodala. I want Iguodala. No, I'm actually going to go with Bryce Harper. Ooh. Now, I might be a little, a little biased. I am a big Philly fan, and Tatis had a great season. And so did Juan Soto. But Harper came pushing back from all the way in the beginning of the season. He was a steam engine coming all the way through towards the end. Still hitting bombs. I think he had 100 runs this season. No, he's not the railroad. He's the steam engine (laughs) on the railroad. (laughs) Um, uh, And he just – he had a very, very good season. I think he batted 303, something like that, and had a lot of home runs. Something we haven't seen from Harper since his rookie year. If that's that's honestly crazy enough. Now you just uh, happen. <laughs> no, we haven't seen Harper play this well since he was in high school at the age. Or 16. since he won MVP like a few years after his rookie. Yeah, no, we're talking about the rookie year, son. But uh, Harper looked great. Um, I w- I really hope he wins, and I don't know if he doesn't win. It's just because the Phillies stink. But and before JT knows. gives his American League MVP, just so the people know. Harper had 35 home runs this season. He had 35 home runs in 2019, the last full season before 2020. So we've seen him have this many home runs. The last time he's played this many games. But continue on, JT. Just wanted to give the people how many runs runs scored. He had 101 this year, 98. And well, I will give you though, he's played like 16 less games this year than 2019. Mm, Interesting. So it sounds like MVP right there, baby. If you're if you're a gambler, put a lock on Harper. Put a lock on Bryce Harper. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're gonna place a bet, make sure you go to betonline.ag. Let the listeners know. There we go. There we go. Betonline.ag. And then are we ready for the AL? Yeah, AL pick. So I'm going with my guy. I've been riding him all season. Oh I know it's going to be some controversy, but we have to go with Vladdy Jr. My man stayed hot. Everyone said, no, Shohei is going to hit 600 home runs this year. He's the next Babe Ruth. I think Vladdy is Babe Ruth. Um, 48 home what? runs. <laughs> he was up there with Salvador Perez, who honestly had a, a unreal season for being as old as Salvador is. Yeah. Um, he, I think he led the was in top five in uh, maybe two or three categories. So, Vladdy Jr. had a great season. Uh, for this is his sophomore or junior year. Um, it's his uh, I have a year, it's a junior year, junior year. Um, and we know he can hit. His dad was a great hitter, and I think he's kind of continued on. If he stays on this pace, we'll 
who knows what he'll do. Maybe he'll break some home run records. Who knows? That'll be kind of cool to see. Maybe go for Bonds' record if he stays healthy. Okay. Um, but let's stop this guy. He's capping so hard. Vladdy <laughs> <laughs> Jr., my favorite player. Jersey's coming soon. Maybe the next pod you have me on, I'll have a jersey on. Stop and, the cap. Vladdy uh, Jr., just my MVP. Everyone's All right. MVP. All right, let's rip JT Shorter's picks apart. The National League, I actually agree. Bryce Harper I had down as my MVP as well. The logic might be a little faulty, but my logic was Tatis would have been MVP if they made the postseason, but because his team went on such a bad collapse that their second-half record was actually worse than the Arizona Dimebacks and the Baltimore Orioles, the top two picking teams in the MLB draft, I think I have to give it to Bryce Harper because Tatis can't win MVP if he is – not the reason, but he's on a team that is completely in a downward spiral. If you're an MVP, you got to kind of pick your team up, I think. Of course, one man can't do it in baseball, but F the Padres, so I don't care. Bryce Harper will give you the MVP. He had a great season. You were capping a little bit there. He did have 35 home runs. He's had more than that in the past, but still, he had a 309 average, led the uh, led the National League in slugging, OPS, OPS plus, and doubles. Had a great season. Him and Tatis were pretty close, but I would rather give it to Harper than give it to Tatis. And then my American League MVP, you were close, JT. You had the runner-up chosen, at least correctly. But the MVP of the American League, I would have given it to Vlad if his team won, or not won, but made the postseason. They won 90 games. It's a great season by the Blue Jays, but I think you have to give it to Shohei Otani. Yes, the Angels weren't a great team in Major League Baseball, but you know how many games the Angels won this year? They won 77 games. They were almost a 500 team, and they didn't have Anthony Rendon. They didn't have Mike Trout, but you know who did? You know who they did have? They had Shohei Otani, who was doing it all for his Angels team. Not only was he a 46 home run guy, just two behind Vlad. Not only did he have 26 stolen bases, a 45-25 kind of guy with a 9.65 OPS, over 100 runs scored, over 100 RBIs. Not only did he do all that, he was also the answer to the biggest thing the Angels have been searching for throughout Mike Trout's entire career. A starting pitcher. Their pitching has sucked for the Angels the last decade plus. And Otani, not only does he say, hey, I'm a better position player, offensive player than Mike Trout. I can pitch the ball too, damn it. I'm damn good at doing it. Shohei Otani as a pitcher this season, a 3-1-8 ERA, made 23 starts. People thought this was going to be a guy that pitched every three weeks or something. Now, every seven days, this guy was on the mound dominating a 10.8 strikeouts per nine, hitting 100 miles per hour multiple times throughout the season. The only right answer to who MVP is for the 2021 season, it's Shohei Otani. And I won't actually get mad at you if you want to say Vlad because he had a phenomenal season as well. But the correct answer has to be Shohei Otani for MVP. And is this when you announce that you are leaving the D backs to go to the <laughs> Angels pod? <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually just hired someone new, so I can't go over there. And I would never do that to my Diamondbacks nation because I love my D backs fans and listeners. But Otani is the MVP and some runner ups for you. Marcus Simeon, I think you have to say, is the runner up because he had. 45-plus home runs, too, and helped get that team to 90 wins. Then in the National Tatis, of course, and then Juan Soto. I was actually surprised to see CBS Sports 
said he was the MVP. I was like, why? He started the season slow, and he's on one of the worst teams in the National League. Like, literally, his numbers aren't even better than Harper or Tatis. Like, he had some pretty phenomenal numbers, but I, I thought that was just dumb by CBS Sports. Sorry, CBS. Hopefully, we don't have a partnership with you. But that's going to wrap up the MLB season, end of season MLB award show. GT Shorter, how does it feel? We made it to the end of the MLB season. You were kind of right, kind of wrong on a lot of your picks. How do you feel? Um, appreciate you having me on. I think it was a great season. It was great to have 162 games played this year. Maybe we shorten a little bit, kind of keep it more exciting. Um, but I did I did like it. It was a good season. I think the MLB could do a better job with the all-star jerseys, like we said. I don't know Garbage. what that was. I did love the Field of Dreams, though. If anyone else wanted to talk about Fantastic. that, I don't know if you talked about it. That was amazing. Need to do that again next year or have a series there or something. Um, that was great. But overall, great baseball season. Looking forward to the playoffs. And let's see what the Sox can do tomorrow. Well, after hearing your MVP selection, the fans are going to want to have to say something to you on Twitter. So, JT Shorter, where can the fans find you? Please tweet at me at JT Shorter. Just type in JT Shorter. I'll pop up. Got a nice smiling picture up there. Not verified. Hey, maybe if you guys tweet at me enough, I'll get my own pod Um, locked on. Sign me up next year. I'm I'm available. Mm. Um, But, yeah, had a great time, Miller. Thanks again. Thank you to JT Shorter for hopping on today's pods. And I guess we'll do a preseason award show for the 2022 season, predicting the Cy Young and MVP. But that's a far ways away. We'll probably definitely have JT Shorter on again in the future, maybe to talk some offseason. You never know what other interesting, interesting things might pop up. I think we're going to be having some CBA conversations. Is the DH coming back? Hopefully. But thanks to everyone who tuned in to the MLB end of season award show. I know this is probably like part four of listening to this. This is probably going to be – you probably just listened to a whole week of the award show. So thank you to everyone who listened to the entire week of the MLB award show. It was it was a fantastic MLB season, not for Dimebacks fans, but overall a very fun season. As JT said, we got to see the Field of Dreams. We got to see some breakout stars like Otani and Vlad Guerrero. Overall, really good season. Some in some very interesting storylines and narratives with the Padres collapsing, Cardinals rise, the, all the madness on the last day of the regular season. Four teams vying for two spots for the wild card race. Really good baseball season. I'm going to miss baseball. Of course, we got the postseason now upon us. We are turning this into lockdown Red Sox. Not really, but I do want to watch a lot of Red Sox games and hope they win and hope they win the World Series. Diamondbacks fans, we are Team Red Sox now that we are out the postseason, but we still got a a lot to look forward to. During the offseason, we'll be doing potential free agents for this team, end-of-season reviews for Diamondbacks players. So we still got a lot on the horizon for the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. And as always, come back tomorrow for the best Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces! That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. That's the end of the end of season MLB awards show. Thank you to everyone who listened. Go back up and catch up on any pods you might have missed. We've been doing awards the whole week, so go catch up. And remember, before we go today, thanks for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. 
We'll be back next week with more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Now, make your second listen locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available on all platforms. Hope you guys have a safe weekend, and I hope you guys are staying healthy out there. Deuces!